Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and they thought I'd be a little boy forever but then I suddenly grew, it's me Michael and is he pig or is he mad, it's Matt. Uh, I don't understand but I like it. Or is he pig man or is he ghost or is he, we'll get into it. Also joining us, as always, a beautiful princess and maybe a ninja that they think is a guy, but he's not. It's Adrian. Oh! That's my Zelda impersonation. What's your chic impersonation? Uh, Broodly standing there playing a harp, which is, you know, the most brooding instrument. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever I look into an orchestra and see the harpist, I'm like, wow. He's always wearing eyeliner. I guarantee you. Go watch any orchestra video. They are carrying some serious <laughs> baggage. The, their kingdom is at peril. Unlike the bloody guy with the symbols, his kingdom's fine. <laughs> He's just slashing stuff together like nothing. If you haven't guessed by the title or our clever names for this month, it's Ocarina of Time. Comma, the, the Legend of Zelda. Comma, semicolon. <laughs> the Legend so of Zelda. Strictly do this. Was was this Legend of Zelda four? Yes. Uh five because I think five. Link to Between uh, uh, a Link to the Past. No, what's up? What is it? I forgot. Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. Yeah. How could I forget? Uh, Link's Awakening was in there just before <laughs> Time Ocarina: Colon the Legend Legend of Zelda, comma the. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. yes. It- <laughs> But it's the squared, so it's because there's two of those. The Legend of Zelda, colon, the Ocarina of Time. Okay, so this is supposed to still be the podcast for the busy gamers, and we're just <laughs> deliberating it. Bullcrap hey. etymology, irrelevant. But, okay, if you if you have come here and you need an explanation of Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, welcome to the first... Foray into gaming culture, I guess. Is it even? It's just pop culture now, right? Like it's it's exited just being a gaming thing. Like, and this know, is this is the game to do it. What do you think? If there was a Nintendo Trinity, you know, if it was the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it's surely a Mario, Zelda, Pokemon. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, easily. That's what I was thinking, and I think if that's there was why. a Triforce of, of Nintendo. Yes. Now, which one would be power, which is courage, and which is well, wisdom? Courage is definitely still Zelda because of Link. And power is... Zelda. She is courageous. Is, is Mario, definitely. He's power. Okay, so then uh, wisdom Pokemon must Pokemon. be wisdom. Yeah. Because lot the of, first entry remember. is Mewtwo, and he's a very smart man. He will remember your birthday. And there we go. <laughs> If you don't know, if you really are out of touch, it's okay. Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is a third-person action-adventure puzzle, uh, horse-riding, uh, <laughs> ghost-collecting, music <laughs> sim. Music-playing rhythm game. <laughs> <Yes>. Fairy bottling. <laughs> Fairy bottling. Uh, cuckoo-hatching <laughs> classic. It is it- regarded by many as a masterpiece. And for damn good reason. I always kind of, like, I was always quick to dismiss Ocarina of Time, okay? Because it came out in 1998. I was four. I did not have a Nintendo console. I had never seen this game 
until well into my, like, probably teens. I didn't know what this was. And I was always then quick to dismiss it because I was like, eh, it's old. You know, it came out in the 90s. Since then, we've had Wind Waker. That looks beautiful. That looks that looks so much better. We had Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. That was the first Zelda game that I played. I love that one. So I was like, these new ones surely are better than the thing that it came from, you know. The, being the original doesn't necessarily make it the best. And we might well, dive it, into that in a way later in the show. But for now, it does deserve its place in history. How far did we all get or or have we all gotten even in the past as a curious uh, thought? I have completed this game in the past. Well, not completed. That has a different connotation. I have finished the game. I have vanquished Ganon. I got the furthest I ever have, which is the water temple. Uh, You may begin your sobbing, but don't cry too much, because if you mess up my water level, (laughs) good God, (laughs) I'm still in there as we speak. Yeah, that's a clear uh, point down for the game. But uh, I did not play any this last month, but I have... I was thinking about it because I've, I've put a lot of hours into a lot of games. Uh, games like Smite, like Guild Wars, like Killing Floor. They're like my top played games. And I was thinking like, how many hours do, you, do I think I've played of Zelda? I'm like, it's probably not as much as that. But it probably is my most played like single player game. Just yeah, accumulated I- through through my time. And for those who haven't heard before, it is like... I I like to add a, like an element of not nostalgia but i like when i place my favorite things bands cd's and uh, and games etc i think i do add a little bit element of like my discovery of that thing so the ocarina of time is my favorite game of all time because it has a an air of you know it was my it was somewhat like an early introduction and memory of video games and like how good they really could be. There might be like I probably love Bloodborne more as a whole. Like I would complete that game as a completeness more, if that makes any sense. But yeah. uh, Ocarina of Time will always be my number one. Oh my god! It was Ocarina of Time was the opening. Like Bloodborne, you had already encountered Ocarina of Time. If Bloodborne came first, like Bloodborne's okay. This is just my opinion. Bloodborne is a f- is also a masterpiece. That perfect, but I'll have to cover that one. It's, day. Yeah, it's like the same kind of thing. Whereas I I do feel like Blood, like Ocarina of Time, has almost paved the path for Bloodborne because it's even the same kind of thing. You lock onto enemies. You're walking around an area. You're beating bosses and. Uh, okay, you're not exactly getting items like you do in Zelda. And I think that that is one of like the key things. Zelda has a lot of has a lot of different things that it really does blend together well. Whereas in comparison other things do that kind of thing well, but they don't do it all as good as Zelda. Like they don't have the item, they don't have the discovery. Cuz I was playing this and I'm like this part of this in a grand scheme is kind of like a Metroidvania. Because I'm going uh, all the way to one place and going, 
oh crap i need to go like oh i want epona um how do i do that i need to oh that's right i had to talk to the girl as a kid i'm an adult now all right well i'll go to the pedestal because i know that nope sheik says i gotta go to the forest temple so i gotta go there go back go do this and cover the same ground and although the temples don't take place in the same spot and if they did it it would be called a zeldoidvania if the temples were repeated but they're in the same kind of location see like you've got the great deku and you've got the forest temple so there is a bit of that and i think zelda does all of that perfectly what do you guys think overall of this game i i'm interested in your opinions and having some debates on certain things because uh i want to hear it tell me what you guys think especially matt and mike like you both of you you got different like you said michael you kind of wrote it off and you played later ones first and came backwards and that can sometimes be troublesome for uh, being able to enjoy some games yeah and I think the first thing that we should address, because we are busy gamers, is any, like, let's address, of course, any possible grind here. And I think that, I, I think overall, there isn't, there isn't grind. If the, if you find that there's a grind of hunting the golden sculptures or uh, pose and doing the sort of optional quests. Uh, just don't do it. That's just self-imposed. It's actually quite, it's actually quite well-paced. Um, I didn't. I don't find that it um, like that the dungeons really drag. Like, yes, the water dungeon is fiddly, but I'm quite confident. Like that, what I've done of it, I was like, okay, I I realized what I needed to have done. I can fix that. Some some of it is the probably the most clean dungeon building in a Zelda, where it's like um, you get in a room. You sort of survey the room for a second. There's, you can see. Okay, I need to go. Like it wants, it wants to take me up here, without showing me. Like go over here. Like you have a map, but uh, particularly in the overworld, it's not very useful. But the terrain, the actual way they've designed each section, is like it kind of leads your attention, which is like is really, really clean and really nice for. Uh, the era, if we compare it to like Banjo Kazooie, which came out in the same year, and we have reviewed, uh, <laughs> this is this is just this is better level design easily. Some of Banjo Kazooie's like, wait, what am I? Lo- what am what, I got to swim in this pipe? Okay, <laughs> yeah. oh sure, but <laughs> but this. You can see that they took their time, and obviously because it was the first three D Zelda. They went. We need and we need to nail this. And I think for the most part it does. Except I don't like Hyrule Field in this. It one. is a little bare. It's yeah. It's very bare and a little bit too big compared to the other areas. The other areas are quite self-contained, and there's always something within a short sort of distance. But then it's like I guess it was impressive for the time to be like, wow, look at this big open space, but there's nothing to do in it. There's the there's a Pona out in the middle, but that's it. I felt like they definitely tidied that up in in later games. Uh, it's incredibly charming. It's a, like it's it's Zelda and the kind of Zelda that I think set up 
because they had to decide what's Link going to look like as a 3D being. Like, what? He's going to look like Pinocchio. That's the answer. (laughs) Sort of what what colours and how are Gorons going to look forever? 2D Zoras look nothing like 3D Zoras. Like, in Link's Awakening, they are weird, like, mer-people Silurians, if you like, Doctor Who. And then in the 3D ones, they're, like, beautiful, like, water nymph, little mermaids <laughs> sort of thing. Except for, the, the, except for the king. He's a big frog for some reason. I don't really understand. And he makes the best noise ever created in gaming. All right? And I'll Slid fight it. anyone Sli- who disagrees. Put it there. You heard I don't know if you heard it. I don't know if he... Right. <laughs> and it just what? goes on. They knew. They knew what they were doing. That's comic gold. That's... Mm, see, but that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that is actually the perfect example of my modern problem. See, I'm playing what is going to be... I'm, I'm playing... It is another hyped-up game that I'm shocked I'm enjoying as much as I am. I'm playing Death Stranding. And Death Stranding and Ocarina of Time are very similar in the sense that you have a lot of uh, cutscenes to do little things, like uh, opening a chest versus, like, getting your goods versus putting the goods away, putting, like, you've given a delivery in Death Stranding, you put it on the bench, and that's a little cutscene. Death Stranding, even though they're tiny little cutscenes, you can hit start, you can hit right, you can hit X, you skipped, you're done, you're on to the next part. Playing Ocarina of Time a second time needs a start, right, X, get this boring cut. No, I've got it now. I've got the hook shot. I don't care. I don't need da 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 And this is the one thing, because Adrian and I have had huge arguments in the past because I sided with Ego Raptor and Adrian. We're bringing clearly... that up already. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing that up already. But that's, that is, I'm just saying what is agree what I do think is like a fact in the terms of grind where if you're playing this for the first time and you want to experience it uh you like it's mandatory to watch these cutscenes because the story is something of this game is beautiful uh if you're trying to play it quickly for a podcast you the like the big fat Zora <laughs> hops once you're like ah oh, that's funny twice oh still funny three times what four times i want to skip this 15 times later you're like wow that was like valuable time and i it wasted i could have i did the whole deku tree in this time you just took that away from me and I'll... so gone and it just that okay maybe story cut scenes if they're too important. Like, I will concede that they may be too important to be skippable, even for those who know what they're doing and, like, know the story and have it, like, in their heart. Like, they go, okay, I'll say that. But opening a chest needs to be one of those, yep, like, if you're quick enough, you'll beat it. If you're not, it's a shortcut scene anyway. But I'm, like, I'm a busy boy. <laughs> I've got things to do. There's so many chests and especially the big ones, like those big key ones and like the little small key chests, that's a second. That's fine. But there was the- just so many things. Or like, oh, you beat all the monsters? 
like, door opens, that's quick. But, oh, you beat all the monsters? Here's the chest in the corner. And I'm like, I don't... Yes, I'm not dumb. Go. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of, like, of... I'm not going to... I won't say it hasn't aged well, but there's, like, 90s game design versus, like, modern thought-out it, it, It's elements. 100% modern convenience like i'm not gonna say it deducts points because they didn't have the foresight in the future that people would be playing this on the on the go like i just think you know we have these modern conveniences to compare it to now which we wouldn't have without it so it's a still like it's holding up you know there's i reckon there's probably an argument to be made that like you know you need to see that because you need to know what item you're getting like maybe it's important but uh I can I I can I can concede that like yeah it it hasn't it's a you know a game made in the nineties they had different uh, design ethoses then and things don't match up today the things that annoy me from the Ego Raptor video are a lot of like just badly framed or like straight up lies like I don't know how to describe it other than that. The thing that gets me the most, I'll mention just the one, yeah, is um, he talks about in one part where he's like, his whole point is that Ocarina of Time is a bad sequel or a worse off sequel to A Link to the Past. Um, so his his point of reference was, you know, A Link to the Past, because it's top down, you can see a chest on the other side of a wall and your whole thing goes, how do I get there? What do you see? What do you do it? How do I get there? What do I have to do to get it? And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to have time. You know, you just see it and it doesn't do anything for you. I'm like, that's not true. You, like, the whole point of, there's so many rooms, and I'm sure you guys have seen this, where it's like you enter and you see on the other side of the room the chest straight away and you see the whole room before you in like, and the little mini puzzle it presents, i.e. like in the Deku tree you have those like turning gears or the water puzzle with the platform going back and forth. Like, if his point is that like it invokes a desire from you, Ocarina of Time also achieves that. It's not top-down, but it's the same effect of I enter into a new space, I see a goal, and I I wonder how I can make that goal happen, how I can solve that. That that one gets me more than anything. But there's a few other things, but uh, for those who don't know, I hate that eager Raptor thing. It's, <laughs> it's very cherry-picked, but cherry-picked isn't quite the right word. It's like just yeah, like gets, fake news. It gets you going. Uh, it's also an unfair comparison if we can like because it, it is a big part of like the Ocarina of Time like gaming culture. I guess that's why we're talking about it. If you mm-hmm. know this game, if you pay any attention to the internet, you would know of Ego Raptor's video comparison. Sequelitis. It is an unfair comparison because Link to the Past was a group of designers designing in a two D world. After doing so for well over a decade they like that is 2d design at its best this is 3d design in its infancy so like i'm sorry but like you do have to give it a break you do have to lay off if you go like oh why is that chest right there it's like well maybe at the time that's what they had to work with they were working on what, like sixty-four megabytes in a three D space that they were only just like 
they want it to look this good, so that's going to take up space, and they're going to have this great music, so that's going to take up this much space. Like, there were obviously limitations that they were still trying to wrap their heads around. So, I like, yes, the spinny things on the floor don't work as well because you can't see them when they disappear, but they were trying, like, what does that look like in a 3D space? They and playtesters and quality assurance obviously went... Yeah, that works. That works all right. And as time went on, maybe maybe people go, "Nah, there's a better way to do that. We can have a better enemy. It doesn't have to go out of our sight." Or keys, we can have them fly a bit more, like strategically, and less annoyingly. But you know what? Like that, I've just listed my only grievance that is withstanding for that he puts in his video and that's that it just takes a lot of time my other thing that i said in the banjo kazooie video is and i'm pretty sure this is all nintendo 64 games and it is that camera and i hate the camera and i hate the camera uh and controlling because of the camera if the camera was good you would link would know how to move those little legs of his but because the cameras have fallen down get picked up by the hand so many times Oh, annoying. I think that comes down to what Michael was saying in that, like, it was their first foray into 3D games. They ha- Maybe they hadn't perfected the camera. I mean, I've never had any issues with it. I think it's okay. It can't, like, it does have one of those things where it's like you back up into a corner and now you're facing the wrong way or something like that. Um, it just kept targeting on the wrong guy. But, like, I was going to bring, I was about to bring this very discussion point up because I know you hate the camera um, in relation to Michael's thing of, you know, it's their first 3D game. And, and for a first attempt at a 3D Zelda game, it, like, hits all the marks. If, to me, if the only real, like, gripe regarding the actual design of this game relating to uh, not modern conveniences as a point, then that's a pretty good job. Like, I think the camera's annoying, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't make you want to stop playing. It, well, at least it's never made me want to stop playing. It has, like, that's the thing. And, I like, people probably would, or you are mad at me for not liking Zelda because of it. And I'm sure people are out there like, oh, but Banjo-Kazooie is so good. And I'm like, yes, but the camera, like, to me, for someone who didn't grow up with a 64, the camera is that bad. I'm playing it on 3DS and I'm like, why didn't they fix it? Like, why? Uh, But then because the 3DS had the same problem. But the thing like and that's my grievance with it and that's what i'm saying the grind is i'm saying okay uh you know you got to there's a lot of time we're busy people there's a lot of time involved like kind of dead air for your hands for your mind no it's your mind is still active but your hands they like, what am i doing i could be i could be slashing uh and then when your hands are doing stuff and they have to hit the z button so many times because you're trying to get your bearings like, those are my only gripes. And while, personally, is it a deal breaker, yes or no, but the thing is, it I'm pretty sure in the public eye, it has taken all the way until Breath of the Wild for, like, people would go, okay, Majora's Mask, mm, Ocarina of Time's better. Oh, Wind Waker, mm, Ocarina of Time's better. Breath of the Wild is the first game that, I've seen the internet go, oh, maybe, oh, maybe. Yeah, and that's because it's so so different in such a good way. It, and that's, it's... and Ocarina of Time is so good that the others still, like, 
even with modern conveniences, they couldn't stand up to the old. They couldn't like Twilight Princess. Who's that guy? The old Shade or whatever his name is, Hero Shade. Uh, they couldn't stand up to him. And I think the other thing, when when it comes to like, because you know, there's always the debate: what's the greatest game of all time? And this one continually comes up as a contender. Uh, what? Why do I personally? Why can I see that being the case? I think it's the fact that it has like busted through culture in such a uh, an immeasurable way. Like people who shouldn't know like Zelda stuff do, and it's because of this game. Like the Zeldas and Links in their mind are the ones from this game. The songs they know are the ones from this game, even if they haven't touched it themselves before. So I think it gets like game of all time points because it it does uh, permeate the zeitgeist, so to speak. Wow, those were some big words. <laughs> oh. um, but like, I'm ultimately agreeing that it's like, no matter how much I dislike some things about it, I can still see that it has such pillars. Like, I opened with how good this game is. And also, the fact that we've still not even... its We're supposed to be long. Like, this is not the right way we do our order of uh, podcast. Is because of how good it is. It's good. There's so much... Like, I could talk about this game forever, but, like, I, I just... I don't just know a lot about this game. I, like, this game is in my blood. Like, I don't need to look... Like, it's... it's Like, it's silly to describe, but, like, that's how I can describe it. Like... I just like I know it through and through, and it's like I don't need to write notes for a discussion on this. We can just you guys just keep bringing up points, and I can. I think I could just talk about it forever. Uh, I've played it a lot; it's good. <laughs> and the other thing I love about it is how great it is for speedrun culture and like as, as a speedrun game. Like it's just it's got everything; it does it all. Um, Recently, someone actually broke a speedrun. Yeah. Um, but, and I went into the comments, and all the comments were about how the speedrunner is uh, transitioning. And it was like, ah, oh, I wanted some good Ocarina of Time talk, and you guys are just being jerks. So that's... Uh. Well, I think before we dive in any deeper, because we've <laughs> Can we go our, deeper? <laughs> we've got our blue tunic on and our heavy boots. Uh, we should go... <laughs> Manage all our bottles. Get some fairies and some sweet, oh, yeah. sweet red potions. Stock up on fairies before going into that battle. Uh, so we're talking about Legend of Zelda, but the next game, that's what you want to hear to start playing. And if you haven't listened to our uh, start of the year podcast, you won't know that it's Chrono Trigger. And I'm super excited to play this. I just got to find a way to play it. I didn't know, but apparently Chrono Trigger is like... There is a very vocal community that's like, oh, best game of all time. Oh, Ocarina's nice, but Chrono Trigger. Like, I didn't know Chrono Trigger was that big. Yeah, that's why I wanted to... Because we, you know, we challenged ourselves to pick some, you know, some real heavy hitter video games that people consider the best. So, and I've heard, like you said, this one is like always... This uh, is the year I'm hoping... Got a vocal community. This is the year I'm hoping to understand jrpgs they, they, we've got quite a few 
have always had a <laughs> yeah. bit of a barrier, but we've we've got big ones. We've got Chrono Trigger, we've got Final Fantasy VII remake coming up, and I don't know what it is, but something about them has always been like a barrier. I think because it's just they're so big, in a way. Yeah, absolutely, There's I agree. So and much a lot, depth. Like, for me, turn-based combat is tough to put up with. Um, so that's always put me off, but I'm willing to try the biggest games. Like I like Final Fantasy VII; it's a turn-based game, but I like it very few. Same with like some Pokemon games. Um, so I'm eager to try Chrono Trigger because it is often rated, you know, one of the best JRPGs. And so I'm like, good, show me how good turn-based combat can be. Give me the best. It's not going to be as good as Fantasy Star. <laughs> just kidding it's it's probably gonna be really good uh dra- it's final fantasy meets freaking dragon ball z which i uh but it also meets dragon quest which you might go that dragon quest is final fantasy meets dragon it's such a heavy hitter that i'm very keen for it uh i'm gonna be playing it on the ds because of i'm downgrading went from 3ds to ds so i can continue to play on the go why isn't everything on the Switch yet? I I haven't checked yet, but and I, I'm pretty sure it's not on the mini SNES because it's a SNES game, right? It's not on the mini SNES from what I looked up, and I I haven't actually looked at my mini SNES. I just looked online. <laughs> but I th- is it on the um, Nintendo Online download thing where you get all those games? For, for I believe being a part it of them. isn't. Damn it! Because I was Damn looking it. into that as well as an option to play it. Oh well, I'll find a way. Um, but if you're wondering, hang on, where did Chrono Trigger come from? Well, for starters, you probably haven't listened to the previous episode where we go through everything, but if you don't have time to listen to a long episode because you're already like, hey, this was a podcast for the busy gamers, uh, it's 30 minutes in, what? Uh, well, if you want to quickly go to our Facebook page, at No Time to Grind Podcast, or you can just search No Time to Grind Podcast, we're very Googleable. Uh, we've got a calendar up there now, uh, and I think it's quite good to look at and go, oh, hot dang. Because when you're reading it, like I was reading it, I'm like, yeah, Batman Arkham Asylum. That's later on in the year. Um, but then putting the logo in that calendar, I was like, dang, there's a lot of really good games coming up. So go there, go go to our Facebook. You can like if you want to. I, I sh- sometimes share news, maybe a little memes. What you did uh, recently that I want to bring up, because we might as well talk about it in here, uh, you did a little poll for <laughs> should we redo, should we upgrade, should we change the uh, the No Time to Grind theme, and it looks staunchly no. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Instagram was 100% yes, unanimous. Facebook, unanimous no. <laughs> so, um, but just we mean, you know... It's a classic like Ocarina of Time. We're just saying No Time to Grind theme th- 3D, <laughs> maybe. That's what if I was anything. thinking, like, you know, new year, new ideas. Just update the theme, maybe a bit of a that... little rock version. So let us know. If you, if, you got, if you didn't see the poll, let us know what you, what you want because uh, the listeners also, are what matters. Yeah, and if, well, if, even if the listeners do say, no, don't change it, well, we're going to be still doing it and then just putting a video up on it because I'm... Uh, I've discovered music. It's a thing. I was like on my iPhone one day and I had my AirPods, which I normally use for like YouTube. And then there was music. Crazy. (laughs) That was a bad joke. I'm really sorry. (laughs) 
Uh, sh- but speaking of music, do you know what is the best music of all all gaming? One of the best music is Ocarina of Time. It's Holy- the whole thing. It's look, Link to the Past. The music is so good and so classic, sixteen bit. But then I don't know if it was just because you're like, okay, I'll press. Well, for me, like. R A Y I I A Y, and I'm playing the music. I'm like, oh, so beautiful! It's it's alive. I am playing. I am the sun song. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time the games, at least from what I remember, like games meshed music into its story and its elements and its design. Like you learnt songs to do things. Just. Was I were there games to that, that inc- one? Was there? Was there earlier? Uh, the Lucas Arts puzzle game <laughs> Loom. Come on, Adrian. Who, who's Lucas Arts? They still they still doing <laughs> anything? Uh, if, I can't check. Just don't, no one knows. Nah, that. it's like. <laughs> but maybe they got the idea from from something like Loom because Loom is really weird. Uh, you're kind of like a wizard, and you make spells by playing music. Um, it's not a very good game, but it was a good idea, and I and wonder if they looked at that. On it. Yeah, because that came out in like 1990, so I wonder if they went, oh, that's not a bad idea, but better? Shall we do that better, Nintendo? Yes, let's do that. Well, they did it. Nintendo did it as far back. Was there an instrument in Link? To- it was like a flute, probably. There was make- an ocarina in Link to the yeah. Past. So is, like, in Link to the, the Past? The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, The okay. Legend of Zelda and ocarinas, they're friends. Yeah. But the thing is, this is an ocarina of time. And that's why the music is of all time. Yeah, it's it's, it's one of those, again, one of those things that's just everyone knows it. Everyone does covers of it. You've got Smooth McGroove, you've got like, rock covers, you've got everything. Everyone's done something related to it. Freaking Zed, who was an electronic artist who was very popular, I want to say, like around 2015. His, like, first thing on Spotify is a Zelda remix. Beautiful. It's so it's so charming and iconic. And it, like, say, so take Pokemon. Pokemon has very iconic tunes. You know, dun, 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 dun. It's like, okay, cool. Um, I get annoyed eventually with Pokemon music and turn the sound down. I never, oh, yeah. I never felt that with Zelda. I always, I always wanted it there. I always welcomed the little little ditties, the little jaunts, and Ooh, and then also the sound design as a whole. So not aside from the music, is like. Everything is perfect for the theme of, like, the dungeon. Yeah. That big drone when you enter a dungeon, oh, gets me every time. The sounds of, like, danger. You know, something's about to go down. And you're like, oh. When you when you enter a room and you're like, I know this room, this room, mate. I'm, I'm already there. See, that's, um, that's, that's really clever... It's like a Pavlovian response, you know? You get conditioned to the music of Zelda. You get conditioned 
to the I know you don't like it, but the it's like that's one of the most iconic sounds ever. You know you're getting something like good. Uh I think it was <laughs> Wind Waker did like a like a fake out. It was like he held up like nothing just to like mess with your expectation. Because it's just it's so ingrained in us. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know they know what they're playing with us. And while we're on that tune for a second, we can go back to what you said earlier, Matt, in regards to opening of chests and and waiting. I th- I think like I think you're being maybe a little bit unfair in that department because at the time uh games were designed to give you like a like very much like a complete experience they were they were very expensive like games were more expensive in the past adjusted for inflation they cost like yeah. more of your salary so they wanted games to last so waiting wasn't necessarily a problem and also like how with the music you build anticipation you're then given a reward Games weren't concerned as much. Like, arcade games were about instant gratification. Console games were not. Console games were like were like opening a present. It's building anticipation and then finally reward. You know, you weren't just supposed to be... Like, maybe if you were playing the uh, the home version of, like, a, a, a shoot-em-up or a fighting game, they're supposed to be, like, input, output, win, done. Yeah. Whereas... Just, like, they wouldn't have been even contemplating the idea to skip those things because that's part of the entire experience. And there's definitely, even in the 2D ones, it's all about building. Okay, they can't have that cinematic moment, but that's a limitation of, like, the graphics engine. Otherwise, I would feel like the Zelda team would have done that, but they built it 2D in another way. But in 3D, they were given that opportunity, and it it adds to the story. It's not even like it's not even for you. It's for Link. Link is going, holy shit! What is in this <laughs> chest? Oh my god! It's a map, and I'm in a very precarious, dangerous dungeon. I'm so happy I got a map. Because imagine how happy you would be if you got a map in a place where there's lava. I'd be like, I need this. I, hey, I still ha- li- I still live it. I was going like, where the hell am I? Do it. Oh, a map, thank God. A compass, oh, I can find north. Wait, this points me to all of the treasure chests. I know where the keys are. It is exciting, but, and, and this is actually, uh, I'm going to quote, like, well, paraphrase Eagraptor. It was like, okay, good for Link, but this game is for me. This game is for the player. Like, and all I'm saying is the modern conveniences of going the option to skip. I'm not saying, like, that would be a stupid suggestion. I think Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, it should skip every cutscene. That's a stupid suggestion. I'm just saying the modern convenience to skip would be nice if you are, like, I, my situation specifically that I'm talking about um, is also, like, maybe if I was playing this in another situation, I would disagree with myself on how much I think it's a necessity. But the way I've been playing this is I've been playing on the train. 
and it's actually like surprisingly a short commute and that's why I get so angry when the fish man's slapping his ass at me. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I like, and it, it's really uh, like, it was so much more like graspable to me because on one train ride one day, I smashed through the entire, like one entire temple. I like did it. I think it was Dodongo's Cavern. Like I did that like, on the way there, and I did, finished it on the way back, cleaned it up, done. And then another day, I didn't do anything because I was stuck doing nothing. I was stuck walk like, and I understand walking and all that, but it was very comparable to me to go. I only have a very precious time, and, and it was completely different because I I did have one session where I was playing at home just on the couch, and that was so enjoyable. I didn't have a care in the world. But when I am like, may as well have a timer in the corner of my vision counting down the time I have to play, it's like, come on. I like, this is, this is redundant. Like, some things aren't, but, you know, big chest openings are, like, I can discover what item I have afterwards. Like, and that's what it was. So and it's more of a gripe from a from a bu- busy gamer's perspective. A hundred percent. The non-busy Matt gripe is camera, and uh, the reason I'm not going too deep into that is because it will end in a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, this is if if I can play like Monster Hunter on a 3ds <laughs> or a PSP without a second analog stick, like I can put up with anything. <laughs> like that that has taught me all about cameras <laughs> just smacking that l button that left shoulder just yes and that's that's what i was doing i had to smack that it was just still so like and i guess you know when they're making with the nintendo 64 how are they going to do that and then um with the d with the 3ds at the time they're like, how are they going to do that? So basically, this is just because I know that they're listening to us. Nintendo is. Uh, all I'm saying is the Switch has two analog sticks. One's good for walking and the other's good for looking. L can still be a lock-on. L is a good lock-on in a lot of games still. And Do the C button? No, the C buttons are the things. The D-pad? Does the D-pad change? Because the Nintendo 64 was a weird time in like discovering good controls. So, I like, some games, you could do stuff on the D-pad. Some on they the didn't C-pad. do themselves any favours with the style of remote they invented. <laughs> no. Yeah, not the... You just... Yeah, it's easy. You grab the left side with your left hand, the right side with your right hand, and you grab the middle part with your... Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I only have... What... Be... I can expand onto the camera. If we're going to wrap up, I have like kind of a little final point. Uh, if you guys want to... S- Do you mm-hmm. have a, a final smash that'll <laughs> blow us away with of your with your point? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, this is... I. It's at a point in my life now. It's like, look, Adrian and I are going to disagree on this and that's okay, you know? We can agree on other things. We hate other games. We both hate Bethesda now. It's okay, you know? <laughs> and maybe later it'll change or, you know, see. Maybe they'll change. 
Yeah, you <laughs> never know. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe Nintendo will change and they'll make a good camera. No, but like, yeah, Breath of the Wild, good camera. Just do that. Come on. Come on, Nintendo. I'll on. I'll finish us up then with, um, you were saying like you managed to do, you know, Dodongo's Cavern in one, one sitting or one pass or whatnot. Uh, back in my back in my teen years, when I still had a glint of hope in my eyes, uh, me and a, f- a friend of my brother's, we would have Ocarina of Time races because we were both super into this, like into the game, but also like the speed running. So we were trying to like we were, each of us was trying to recreate like the door of time skip for those who are who are into the the scene, and um, so we were trying to always like best each other. And then at some point we were like. All right, let's have a race. Doesn't matter how you get there. First to become an adult. So I did. That. I managed to do that in three hours. From yeah, from the start of the game to getting adult. So I'm like, I'm always interested in outside perspectives because if that's not proof that I know, like, <laughs> that I yeah. am like fully uh, uh, aware of this game, then I don't know what is. But the th- last question I want to ask before we ask the final question is. Did this game engage you? Did you make you go like, I want to keep going. I want to go what's next. Or were you just like clicking through because it's for the podcast? I definitely finally got it. Like before this point, I used to enjoy Majora's Mask more. But now having really like dived in further than ever before, and more properly into, like, the adult link. Um, I felt like I was going too fast. Like, I sort of felt like I was really trying to get through it, and I didn't want to play at the speed I was playing at. I wanted to go slower. I wanted to take my time and sort of explore the secrets. And so now that the deadline's kind of gone, I'll just sort of finish it in my own time. But I now finally understand why this is held in such high regard. I'm not sure what quality of life things were added to the 3DS version, how faithful it is to the N64 version. Uh, if it's very faithful, then, like, even more props to Ocarina of Time. I think that it's masterpiece status. I think it can have that. I I'm very reluctant to say that anything is a masterpiece, but I think it can wear that hat because of when it came out and what it did for the industry from that point onwards. Going back, I'm like, oh, if you just slapped a new coat of paint on this, gave it a second analog stick, it it doesn't it doesn't really need any work. anything else. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's why we've been getting. Like the remasters, Nintendo maintain that their games are worth playing kind of forever. And this is still worth, this is 100% worth playing. Is it my favorite Zelda? Probably not. Like, I, like Breath of the Wild probably is ahead because it's just so huge and has like really turned it up. But you can't, like, it's standing on the shoulders of giants, isn't it, by Breath of the Wild. They took everything they learnt over all the time, even including probably elements from the 2D Zeldas. And so it was like, that's that's what people were hanging out for and why you people were going, 
uh, is Wind Waker really that much better than Ocarina of Time? You needed such a big step because of all the work that it had originally done in 1998. And it's so much better than Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway. Same year, two beloved games, Banjo-Trash, Zelda good. And our final ratings, guys, what are you giving it? It's definitely a make time to grind. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a must because it exists... On the 3DS, uh, even if you are struggling to get hold of it, it can be a little bit hard to find in like physical form, but you can get it digital. And it is now part of like Nintendo Selects, so it is a bit cheaper. Uh, like, if you can find a pre-owned, it's usually pretty cheap though. So pick it up. You don't need like if you if it doesn't compel you enough to finish the whole thing, play it. And I think you'll understand why it gets the rep it does. Because it has aged, like it's aged very well. And it's it feels like it needed less work to get there than say like uh, Crash Bandicoot, getting a full remaster mm. in order to understand why what made it good. This needed less polishing, less makeup to show you why it was so revered. And so fun. Like, let's even just... Let's strip away that. It's not even about, like, accolades or anything like that. It's a must-to-play because it's fun. I like solving puzzles. I like smacking things with a sword. <laughs> like, it's got both. It's... Yeah. Like, we were talking... Like, you mentioned before, like, your Bloodborns and your Souls-likes and how similar they are. Like, this is almost like a baby's first one of those. Oh yeah, for sure. Where it's like it's got all the good stuff. The systems aren't complicated. Forget about your poise, your deck stats. <laughs> yeah. Strip all that back. What have you got? You got a sword. You got your shield. You got some gadgets. You, you got, got a lock on. You got a lock on if you want to use that. Don't even have to use it if you don't want. I think you should, but <laughs> um I I reckon honestly, if if this was on the Switch, doesn't even need to look better. Hell, it could look worse. They could take it back to N64 graphics. Uh, and, yeah, just had the camera controllable like we do now because we know how that works. Uh, if those were done, I would be. I would make up a step above Make Time to Grind. Because it's still, to me, it's a Make Time to Grind. Especially, especially, if you've never played this, you have to play this. Uh, yeah, if it was on the Switch, controlled well. If it had an option to skip cutscenes, if that ever gets released, I will, before Adrian can even talk, I will make that a uh, Busy Boy Award. Because it's... Zelda is... Like the formula of Zelda is very succinct and a clever way of doing things. Like even though you know you've got how how do you compare Link to the Past with Ocarina of Time? But they have such a recipe that is like they've nailed it, and they nailed that recipe with Link to the Past, I believe. Ocarina of Time 
is you've added a whole other access to that perfect recipe, except for the camera and the long cutscene sometimes. Zelda Ocarina of Time is your grandma's gnocchi. Is it restaurant quality gnocchi? Probably not. But is it the best, tastiest, nostalgic, love scene grandma, love having her gnocchi back in 1998? You bloody bet I did. You bloody gonna have another bowl of it right now. You'll have two bowls of it. <laughs> it's not <Yeah>. as gnocchi. <laughs> Legend of Zelda Nyon, not Nyon is gnocchi. <laughs> uh, yes, for me, make make time to grind. Like sometimes with CDs and music, I go, I should really like find one of those like thousand best albums and then listen to all of them. If you want to do that for games, this better be in your top three easily. Uh, if you don't have it, it's it, there's a way to play it. I'm sure it's, it's ever a 3ds, Nintendo it's 64. Really easy to illegal it as well these days. Actually, no, actually it's not. I rescind that. It used to be really easy to do that, and then they Nintendo was like, "Yeah, got it, but haha, got you, bitch." Um. Uh. So, uh, just a quick little uh, Google. It's taking me seconds to Google. Uh, best video games of all time. I've opened like four of them. Guess what number one is on all four of these lists? Oh, is it, is it Ocarina or are you you ghosting us? This is a bait switch. It's Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. No, it is <laughs> it is the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, it is. I don't know. It's forever. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe exactly. Like no game is perfect, but this gets so. Damn, close. No game is perfect, but Ocarina of Time, Bloodborne, is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll finish up with a fun little tidbit that I um, put together recently. So you were talking about the remake uh, and how you know, you're wondering what they changed and what they didn't. All I know, from what I remember, they changed. They only updated the graphics. They didn't really change. I think they might have added in like a feature. Oh, they added in... One of the annoying things, I don't know if you guys got this far, is iron boots. You have to like go into your inventory, unequip them, float up. Oh, I want to equip them back now, open your inventory, flick across, turn them back on. Like it was very, a little bit tedious. Um, in I think in the 3DS version, they just made it like a tap on the bottom screen. So that's real nice. But they, what they did was they specifically went out of their way to fix glitches from the first game, like the infinite sword glitch and some other stuff. In doing so, they made other glitches, but they went out of the way. You mentioned the Crash remake. I was just watching a video the other day where uh, the developers were watching a speed run and commenting on it. And they talking about the development process. They were like, oh, yeah, we we, we like went out of our way to include glitches from the first game because we, we considered like the speedrunning community when we were remaking it. We we had to like recreate some glitches like hard code them in rather than actually just being a glitch because we figured we wanted to make it as familiar as possible and i thought i think i think they should have done that with the with the zelda remake some of the glitches in that are like just infamous reverse bottle adventure is just a classic speed running like <laughs> tactic i don't know, like in that game. i feel though that ocarina of time like the speed running community will speed run anything and everything but Crash is designed, like it has a mode in it of time trial, like it wants you to do it quickly. Ocarina of Time didn't, like, didn't expect that. So I don't mind that they're like, nah, fix that glitch. 
that's problematic for someone who's not trying to do that deliberately. So I don't, I don't think that's that odd. Well, regardless, thank you very much for listening, everyone. This has been our longest episode in a while. My oh. name's been Adrian. I've been Matthew. And I've been Michael. And what a way to kick off 2020. The biggest game. It's all downhill. It's all downhill from here.